0: Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. Top story this week, Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo. Let me go through all of the events. There are a couple of events, or rather featured matches, that I don't have results for at the moment. As I'm recording this, they are still going on. I will add those results to the show, either at the end of the show or as they come in. Before I get to the events and featured matches, I will talk about new releases, specifically con-exclusive releases. There were new releases this week. They're on supershowthegame.com. I believe it's three competitor sets and a number of cards. Some of those were the non-logoed Misomania sign-up cards, the promo cards from Miso Mania. Three of those are the first guitar series cards. Those are leads at numbers 2, 5, and 8. Those have a non-con-exclusive version on the website on supershowthegame.com, and if you're at Hudsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo, there are logoed versions of the cards. That's the only con-exclusive thing, though, that I'm aware of from this weekend. I will bring this up here briefly because there is no news other than it was announced Wednesday that SRG Universe... Would have a booth at Lexicon in Lexington, Kentucky. I did see something about some alternate art competitors. I specifically saw the Rising Sun that were at Lexicon. I don't know if those were for sale or not. I can confirm that they exist and they may be in the wild. That's all I have on that. Steve Resk was at Lexicon, Griff Briggs was at. Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo. Let's get to the events. There were four events at Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo. Friday night, they have an old school pack draft. There were three groups in this draft a group of seven players, a group of seven, and a group of six, from the information that I have. Typically, in drafts like this, The competitor sets and the one through twenty-seven cards are all set out, and then players draft either a competitor or one of the one through twenty-sevens and it completes. So, for example, if in the first round of the draft, competitor set is drafted by the first pick, everyone else in that round picks a competitor set. If in the second round, the person with the first pick in the second round picks card number twenty-five. Everyone else in the round picks card number 25. That's typically how drafts work until everyone has a 1 through 30 deck and their competitor. Or to be a little more clear, their competitor with, of course, cards 28 through 30 and then a 1 through 27 deck. And then they play. Each player played the other people in their group. And then, in this case, the best record per group Made the finals. From what I understand, Leo the Law was in the six-player group. He went five and zero. Oh. The other two were from the seven-player groups, and so we had a tryout of Hold the Line Harry versus Leo the Law versus Simple Chuck. With the winner pinning Simple Chuck, Hold the Line Harry. Congratulations to Hold the Line Harry for winning the Friday night event. We also had one featured match on Friday night, the Deep South Tag Team Championship on the line as the champions, the Unseely, defend against challengers, the Blaze Bros. The Blaze Bros was the team of Simple Chuck playing as the Ultimate Grump and Zach Ashley playing as Funtime Bob. They take on champions, the Unseely, everyone's enemy, Joel Williams, playing as Peter Lionheart, and John Pardis playing as Chloe Ma. This match goes to crowd meter 3. The winners still champions the Unsealing. That was Friday night. Saturday, the champions have to defend again. There's another Deep South Tag Team Championship match. This time, they're taking on the team of Stupid Rich. Stupid Rich, the team of Leo the Law and Ms. Southern Bell each playing as themselves. The winners of this match end up being new champions, Stupid Rich. Congratulations to them for becoming the new Deep South Tag Team Champions. Next we have the draft event from Saturday afternoon. 12 players. Again, it's an old-school pack draft. This time though they decide to do one birdcage match of 6 players and one claim the throne match of 6 players. The winner of each of those matches goes on to the finals and so we have coming out of the birdcage Jeremy Steigerwald playing as Quadruple H and coming out of the claim the throne match Chris Brimer playing as Hollywood with the winner at crowd meter 0. Chris Brimer. Congratulations to Brime Time for winning the Saturday afternoon event. This gets us into the Saturday night event, the singles tournament. 16 players. They play in Swiss rounds. After the Swiss rounds, there's a cut to a top 10. Singles matches, that gets us to a top five. We have a singles match in the semifinals. Chris Brimer as the man from tomorrow versus Drew Madsen as Amazing Red. This was a Liger's Den match. And then we have a triad match. Simple Chuck as Jacob Fatu, versus Jeremy Day as Naito, versus Casey Ryan as Cyclone. This was a Psycho Rules triad match. Not a Psycho Circus, Psycho Rules. The winner of the Liger's Den match and first finalist is Chris Breimer the winner of the Psycho Rules Triad match, and second finalist is Simple Chuck. So they will face off for the singles tournament victory. That is not able to be completed Saturday night, so it is the first featured match on Sunday. Standard singles match, from what I could tell, goes to Crowdmeter 1. The winner at Crowdmeter 1 Winning the Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo Singles Championship Tournament is Simple Chuck. This means Simple Chuck will face hold the line of Harry for the chance to be the Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo champion. One tournament on Sunday, and it ends up not being a tournament. It's a very it's a unique format. There are six Tag teams that sign up, but only five actually appear. So they end up doing something that I've never seen done before. It's a tag team birdcage match. Here's how this worked each team entered together. So it starts off with two tag teams in, six turns later, another tag team enters, so on and so forth. Each player on the tag team Rolls for the turn roll. Only the highest roll counts. So if we have, and I'll just mention this here, the first two in were the Unsealy and Simple Law. Simple Law was a team of Simple Chuck and Leo the Law. So let's say it's the first turn roll. Simple Chuck and Leo the Law both roll. Simple Chuck rolls six. Leo the Law rolls ten. Ten is the turn roll they use that's the way it was for each team and then bump outs would happen after that so if the highest roll for the two teams in this case was 10 they'd bump out to zero and then they'd go when the third team entered in if it was two tens and a seven the two tens bump out the seven wins you targeted a team for your gimmicks and that affected both players. So say you were playing the big shot in your tag team. The big shot player would target the team he was against, and then his gimmick would be live against both. He could force one or both players to re-roll. If their gimmick works big shots, gimmick, when your opponent rolls submission, you can make them re-roll their turn roll. So a targeted gimmick targeted both members of the team talked about how the turn rolls work. Protecting. If one of the players hits a finish on the team either player can stop it and there's no penalty. Normally if a player hits a finish on one partner the other partner stops it that partner buries their hand. Didn't happen in this case. Let me mention tags for a minute. If there's any double teaming in the match Two players roll the same skill for their turn roll. That still worked as normal. Going back to the example earlier, if Simple Chuck and Leo the Law both rolled strike, they add their skill values together, that's their turn roll. They both draw. They can both play cards. That's pretty much the changes in the rules. This match ends up going a long time. It goes to maximum crowd meter. The teams entered in the following order. We had the Unseely and Simple Law in first, followed by BTE, that's the tag team of Titan and Chris Brimer. Then we had in Bridges Bell, that's Chris Bridges and Miss Southern Bell. Miss Southern Bell is substituting for Bob Dunn. Last year the tag team was Bridges and Dunn. This year it's Bridges and Bell. She's taking his place. She'll also be representing Bridges and Dunn in the championship because the winner of this match will face Bridges and Bell for the Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo Tag Team Championship. The final team in was the Transatlantic Express. Again, this was a long match. It went over two and a half hours, almost two hours and 45 minutes. The first elimination didn't happen until after the first 90 minutes of the match. The first team out ends up being Simple Law. The second team out ends up being Bridges and Bell. And the third team out is BTE, meaning the last two teams in are Transatlantic Express and the Unsealy with the winners who will face Bridges and Bell for the Huntsville Tag Team Championship transatlantic express congratulations to hold the line harry and practice site for winning hold the line harry in a position as of right now to potentially hold both huntsville championships we'll have to see as of right now as i'm recording this i don't have any news on those championship matches i started recording right after the tag team birdcage match ended That match may be going on as I'm recording this. I'll give you the results when I have them. That, though, is what I have for Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo. The next big in-person play event match is the Create-A-Competitor Tournament at Legendary Realms. Let me briefly give you the information on that. You can find this information on supershowthegame.com under the event section, under Shop, On May 28th, which I believe is a Sunday, there's going to be a Create a Competitor tournament. It's $35 to get in. 11 a.m. start time, or rather, store open registration time. Noon is the start time. There will be diversity. Peter Lionheart, Snake Pit, the original general manager, John Calais, and the Devil's Advocate are booked. 2020 Vision is in effect. There are going to be six promo cards that will be for each player in the event. I reported previously there's a possibility of an LFF Tri-State Championship match between current champion Press 1P and former LFF World Heavyweight Champion Big Match Pete if Press 1P is still champion when this event happens. That's all I have though about Legendary Realms. Next story for this week the 2023 Create a Competitor Competition. The third match in round one is over. The three people in the match were Heinz Duncan, created by Bobby Ohio, Rowdy Ron, created by Rowdy Ron, and the Dark Prince, created by the Nightmare King. There were over 500 votes. In this round, and we'll have to see who's going to win the match. Everybody made promos for this round, which I'm very happy to see. I would say Rowdy Ron made the most promos, although Heinz Duncan wasn't far behind. Dark Prince, I only saw one video, but there were circumstances beyond his control that prevented him from making more. Who knows if he would have been able to make more had that not happened? This is definitely a round I can see whoever comes in second getting a wild card berth into the second round of the CCC, and I could even see all three of them, especially with the uh, the burden that the Dark Prince had, the handicap that he had in this round of the tournament. I could even see him getting a wild card berth as well because of. That setback. That's the CCC News. We'll find out the winner this upcoming Wednesday on Talk of the Universe. Should be April 26th. Reviewing my notes, I realized that I missed a featured match from Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo. That took place on Saturday. I apologize for just missing it in my notes. The Intergalactic Championship was defended this weekend. The champion going in, Rambo Apocalypse, the challenger, Citizen X. Citizen X played as himself. Rambo Apocalypse played as Amazing Red. In a match that went to CrowdMedia Zero, went about 15 minutes long. The winner, new champion, Citizen X. Congratulations to Citizen X for winning the Intergalactic Championship. I apologize for missing that. That also happened at Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo. And since we're talking about championships, the next big set of stories is going to be championship news. I'm going to give this out in no particular order. We had one championship match that took place earlier in the week on Monday. This was a match for the LFF Trios Championship. The challenger, Simple Chuck, playing as the higher class. The champion, Chugonomics playing as warlords of the sea the story of this match was simple chuck absolutely dominated with turn rolls chuganomics won hardly any i believe for the first 30 minutes of the match he didn't win a single turn roll he was able to stay in it though because warlords of the sea's gimmick allowed him to draw when simple chuck drew so even though Simple Chuck was winning turn rolls, Chugonomics was still drawn. This match ends up going to Crowdmeter 2. The winner at Crowdmeter 2, new champion, Simple Chuck. Simple Chuck wins the Trios Championship. Congratulations to him. Simple Chuck having a good week. Winning the Trios Championship winning the Saturday Singles Tournament at Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo, making the finals of the first draft event from the week just a very good week for Simple Chuck. Next bit of news is going to be about contender and future championship matches. I'll start with the LFF Hardcore Championship. The next contender for the LFF Hardcore Championship is going to be the Beast Michael Kerr. He is going to take quadruple H, and he will square off against Harvey Lester, who is the champion with Scott Prime, in a kendo stick match that will be on the May 21st episode of Sunday Night Fights. There's also going to be a future six-player over-the-top match, a.k.a. grand battle-style match, for a shot at the... LFF Hardcore Championship. The six people who are going to be in this match are Matt Barone, who will be playing as Mr. Pop and Twist; Matt Hass, who will be playing as the original Fox Assassin; Megan Hughes, who will be playing as the Mercenator; The Foreman, who will be playing as Viral; Austin Lucas, who will be playing as the Salty Sailor, and Split who will be playing as himself. Next, we have the LFF World Heavyweight Championship. I've reported previously that there was going to be a six-player birdcage match that will determine the next contender for the LFF World Heavyweight Championship. That was supposed to happen at the end of this month. That has been moved to May. Instead, on April 30th, on Sunday Night Fights, the champion, Matt Nealon, will face challenger, the grump, Danny Thunder. The grump, I believe, is using the shot he got for winning five Thursday night events in a row against Matt Nealon. Because he is using this shot, he will not be able to cash in his cookies fortune in the month of May for either another shot at the LFF World Heavyweight Championship or to get into the contender birdcage that I mentioned just a few moments ago that's being moved to May. That's what I have for the World Heavyweight Championship. The United States Championship, there's about to be a tournament for the United States Championship to get a shot at the United States Championship. 24 players in the tournament. The tournament, as of right now, as far as I know, has not kicked off yet. There is going to be a bracket challenge. I don't think that's what it's called, but a lot of people, specifically for the NCAA Big Basketball Championship Tournament, March Madness, will fill out a bracket predicting who will win what matches, who will end up winning the whole tournament. You can do that for this LFF United States Contender Tournament. I don't know how long you have, I'm not even really sure where you're supposed to send the bracket. But if you want to, you can fill out a bracket predicting who's going to win each match and then who's going to win the whole thing and send that, I believe, to Steve Resk. I'm not sure if there's any prizing for it. I suspect there will be. If you're interested in that, get a copy of the bracket, fill it out, figure out where you're supposed to send it and send it. I haven't seen anything on it. I don't have anything in my notes. But that's out there. Also, there was another vote during Twitch concerning this tournament. The last vote discussed players being able to change their decks between rounds. This time, there was a vote to see if there would or would not be a stipulation in the first round of the tournament. By a vote of 16 to 13, there will not be a stipulation in the first round of the contender tournament. That's the United States Championship news. The last bit of championship news I have concerns the Midwest Coast. Since the Midwest Coast territory has been established, there was a three-man committee that served as the general manager. That committee was made up of the Director of Operations, Dave Marisak, Colin Simon, and Gary Schneider. Gary Schneider left the committee when CCW joined the tri state So it's just been those two men. The director of operations is stepping back from his duties as the Midwest Coast general manager. So for right now, there's going to be just one general manager for the Midwest Coast. That's Colin Simon. All of the previously booked matches are still going to happen. But going forward, Colin Simon will be the one booking all of the Midwest Coast singles and tag team championships. That is all of the championship news I have outside of what's going to happen on Sunday Night Fights and what remains to happen at Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo. I will give you that news at the end of the show. Tournament news. We had two online tournaments from this past week. We had the Monday Night consignary Fights and the Thursday Boss Ronnie Beatdown. I'll start with the Monday night tournament. They had 27 players in the tournament. They did group stages, six groups of four, one group of three. Top two players per group advanced into the top cut. There ends up being a bye. Two players get a bye in the first round of the top cut. This means that the first round of the top cut is a 12-player round, 12 players playing New York rules. The six players who won their New York rules matches joined the two players who got a buy for a round of eight. The stipulation in the round of eight was that players could choose to forego the stipulation and just play a standard singles match. The one exception was that if you were one of the two players who got a buy, you couldn't exercise that. You had to play the submission unless your opponent didn't want to. Everybody chose. To forego the stipulation, they were all singles matches in the top eight. In the semifinal round, they were also all standard singles matches. And then the finals match and third place match were steel chain matches. The top four end up being in fourth place, playing as Mr. Snap, James Booker. In third place, playing as Madman Fulton, Chris Pate. The finalists were Boombada as Pride and the Cannoli as Fotista, with the Cannoli-winning Monday Night Consigliere fights. Congratulations to the Cannoli. Thursday night, Bostuardi beat down 32 players. Eight groups, four players per group. Each player plays the other three in their group. Top two records per group advanced to the top cuts. and the top 16 all of the matches were steel chain matches that started at crowd meter one. In the quarterfinal round, they were all kendo stick matches that started at crowd meter zero, and after the first breakout, went to crowd meter two. In the semifinal round, all of the matches were ring step matches that, as far as I understand, also started at crowd meter zero, and then went to crowd meter two after the breakouts. The finals was a sticks Stairs and Chairs match that started at Crowd Meter Two. Your two semifinalists were once again Chris Pate as Madman Fulton and Prince Butters as Unicorn Princess. Your finalists were the Grump Danny Thunder as Reverend Goodbrains and the Screaming Danshi as Will Osprey. With the winner, the Grump Danny Thunder. Congratulations to the Grump for winning on Thursday. I have one locals report from MISOS Games in Louisville, Kentucky. Let me give you that right now. There were only four players in this event. Round Robin Tournament, each player played the other three. The top three end up being in third place, Lycan as Lycan. In second place, Moxie as Sabu. And the winner, Harvey Lester, as the man from IT. Congratulations to Harvey Lester for winning this event. This brings us back to the Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo because I have the results of the final three featured matches from that convention. First, we have the Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo Singles Championship. The champion coming into the convention. Hold the line, Harry. Champion with himself. The challenger because he won this year's tournament. Simple Chuck playing as Jacob Fatu. Standard singles match. It goes to crowd meter two. The winner still champion. Hold the line, Harry. Next, we have the Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo Tag Team Championship. The champions going into this year were Bridges and Dunn. Chris Bridges and Bob Dunn. Bob Dunn could not be there this year, so standing in for him was Ms. Southern Bell. They team up and take on the challengers who won the tag team birdcage match this year, the Transatlantic Express. The Transatlantic Express is the team of the Harry playing as the big shot and practice playing as Zonda. Chris Bridges was playing as Big Bad Bobby D in this match. Ms. Southern Bell was playing as Ra-Ra Perry. That is what I could make out from watching the match and hearing the commentary. I may be wrong on this. If I am, I apologize, but I believe that is correct. This match went all the way to Crowdmeter 4. This was a pretty good long match. I think it was over 30 minutes. The winners, new champions, Transatlantic Express. Congratulations to them for the victory. This means that Hold the Line Harry holds both the single and the tag team championship for Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo. First time I believe that's ever happened. Congratulations to him for that feat. The last featured match From Huntsville, I believe, happened before the tag team match, but I didn't see it until after the match. The TVA championship was on the line. The champion, Rambo Apocalypse, playing as Loudmouth Leo Larynx. The challenger, Simple Chuck, playing as Cyclone, the new Cyclone, I believe. This was going to be a standard singles match, but Simple Chuck uses a master of ceremonies card to change it. From a standard singles match to a lumberjack match. At crowd meter zero, he hits his finish. Rambo Apocalypse is able to kick out, but he has to discard all but one card in his hand. So he's down to one card. Simple Chuck at Crowd Meter 1 wins the next turn roll, passes, and then he uses his entrance card. His entrance card. Is and I'm going to edit this slightly because it phonetically sounds like a swear word, and we keep it G on the Outlaw Mudcast. Theatrics from blank and giggles, one time per match. If you ended your turn without playing a card, your opponent buries one card in their hand. Simple Chuck used this entrance. Rambo Apocalypse had to get rid of the last card in his hand and. Due to the special finish of the Lumberjack match, Simple Chuck was declared the winner. Now, this was very interesting. I don't know if I've ever seen this happen before through an entrance card. So I went and looked at the special finish. The special finish at Meter 1 is, at the end of any turn, if a player has zero cards in their hand, they lose the match via countout. Normally, championships can't change hands on a countout. So I reached out to the man in charge of the TVA, Drew Madsen, and asked him if the championship can change hands on a count And the answer is no, but it can change hands on a special finish. So this part qualifies, no issue there. But here's the thing. The special finish reads, at the end of any turn, If a player has zero cards in their hand, they lose the match via catouts. Now, at the end of Simple Chuck's turn, Rambo Apocalypse had one card in his hand. Then, after the end of the turn had come and gone, he uses his entrance card to reduce Rambo Apocalypse's hand to zero. Based on the way I read the Lumberjack stipulation, Rambo Apocalypse shouldn't have lost. Because the check had already happened, and Rambo Apocalypse had passed the check. Now, if Simple Chuck had won the next turn roll and passed 100%, Rambo Apocalypse loses. He fails the check, unless for some reason he can get a spectacle to draw cards. I don't believe so, because it looked like he was playing Newman. He attempted to play Taunt's opponent. That didn't matter and doing a quick review of the Newman Spectacles, there weren't any if Simple Chuck had won the next turn roll that he could have used. The only thing I could see he maybe could have done is if somehow Simple Chuck got his hand up to seven cards and he still had zero, Rambo Apocalypse still had zero, he could have used comes from under the ring, to grab a card from discard to hand so we'd have a card in his hand. A lot of things would have had to happen though. There would have to have been bumps involved, but bumps would have put cards into Rambo Apocalypse's hand and staved off the special finish. Now, it was declared that Simple Chuck had won via special finish, and I don't know if you can undo that. Referees' decisions are usually final, but If Rambo Apocalypse wanted to make the case that he was unfairly robbed of his championship, I think there's an argument to be made. I know he said after the match he doesn't care about the TVA championship. He wants to get a shot at the birdcage for the World Heavyweight Championship shot. But maybe he changes his mind and maybe he says, look, I deserve a second shot at the TVA championship because I was robbed in the lumberjack match, I was unfairly declared to have lost by count out when I did not lose by count out. Will that happen? We'll see. I would keep my eye on the TVA and see if anything comes of this. Those were the last featured matches from Huntsville. This brings us to Sunday Night Fights. There was one match on Sunday Night Fights tonight. It was a match for the LFF Tag Team Championship. The Challengers, the PAX Unplugged Tag Team Tournament winners, Howling at the Golden Moon, the Champions, the Tag Team of the Era, Michigan's Most Dangerous Alliance. Howling at the Golden Moon is the team of Lobo Suicida, who is playing as Johnny Eldorado, and Johnny Eldorado, who is playing as Primalano. They faced Dangerous Alliance, Chris Pate playing as Big Bad Bobby D, and Sean Lowe playing as Combat Chris. Very good match. The match ends up going to Crowd Meter 1, and the winners of the match still champions Dangerous Alliance. Congratulations to the Dangerous Alliance for once again retaining. They've been champions for a long time. And I really don't know who's going to potentially take that championship off them. They've been on a big winning streak. They're a dominant tag team. Definitely the most dominant tag team in the legendary Fighting Federation. And I'm not sure who the next challenger is going to be. I know that Transatlantic Express, who won the Huntsville Tag Team Championship this year, they have been clamoring for a shot at the championship Maybe they'll be the next team to face Dangerous Alliance. We'll have to see. But for right now, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. As far as upcoming tournaments this week, there's nothing listed on Super Show the Game, but I would expect a tournament to pop up Monday night. I'd expect one Thursday night, Dojo Tuesday night. Just watch supershowthegame.com the online event section under shop for online tournaments if you want to get one in. With that being said, I would like to thank all of you for listening and a good day.